Hello, and welcome to another episode of Inspired Banking brought to you by Hewson. I'm your host, Gabrielle, and today I'm so excited to be joined in studio by Tim Pranger, who is a VP of Strategy and Solution Consulting at Pop.io and an Entropy company. And also we're joined by Bill Buddy, who's the VP of Banking Strategy and Solutions at Hewson. So thank you so much, gentlemen, for coming onto the podcast today and welcome. Thank you. Happy to be here. Absolutely. Yes. So we're going to go ahead and start with a simple question here, which is just your name, your title, and just what it is you do within your industry, just for a little introduction. So let's go ahead and start with you, Tim. Yeah. So Tim Pranger, VP of Strategy and Solution Consulting at Pop.io, now an LTRP company, which has been exciting. And I've worked in video banking for the past eight years, pioneering how it's evolved from transactions to retail banking. Wonderful. And Bill? Uh, yeah. So Bill Buddy, I'm uh, VP of Strategy and Solutions for uh, the banking sector at Hyosung, and uh, I've spent uh, the better part of the last couple of decades working in uh, banking automation and banking automation technology and delivering those solutions uh, to banks of all size. Yeah, it's a fascinating technology, and I can't wait to get a little bit more into its history, which we're going to have Tim actually take the next question for that one. We just want to talk about the history of video banking and its ideation, so could you take us through a little bit of that? Yeah, yeah, one sec. i got to re reflect and just say that Bill just went up to me by saying a couple decades uh -oh. there. Uh-oh. <laughs> the gray hairs <laughs> show a little bit, you know. <laughs> Too funny. So actually, um, the start of video banking was actually on the transactional side with tellers. And that was actually my father, Gene Pranger, that pioneered that technology. So he actually created what was called the personal teller machine, which actually brought tellers to devices and allowed them to take control of that device to enhance the capabilities and transactions that they could do. So it was pretty cool in the sense that I've been coming to financial service trade shows since I was about eight. Um, branch transformation has actually been in my vocabulary since at least then. So a couple decades there, but not really working um, until recently. And then from there, it's kind of transformed itself into banking and, and kind of moved beyond transactions to what does a banker do? How does a banker leverage video to improve their efficiency? How does an institution leverage video to improve their delivery across their entire network. And that's kind of where we're at today. And Bill, do you have anything to add about the history of this video banking solution? Well, yeah, I mean, that, Tim mentioned about how it's kind of really been evolving over the last uh, long period of time. <laughs> um, but uh, really that, that piece in the transactional layer has really become kind of a standard offering anymore where it's really embedded into ATMs, ITMs, um, kind of whatever label you put on those devices that kind of take in and give out cash. Um, it's the, uh, the latest evolution as it's really kind of evolved is really kind of crossing that bridge out of the transactional and into the relationship style interactions um, where you're uh, talking about opening a new account or talking about expanding your relationship with the bank um, that uh, has really kind of started to create a new place for video to play a part in the bank. Well, you know, I wanted to ask you, uh as a follow-up for that, just what are kind of the uh, driving factors that are creating this demand that you've seen for video banking technology? Yeah, I mean, I think there's so many different factors at play right now, right? And our economy is only fueling that, right? Mm -hmm. So the great resignation, how, did, how am I even staffing these branches that I have, this entire network of 30 plus branches, and I can't even find four people to fill one position or two positions, whatever it might be. Um, so that's a huge driving force. The labor market is so incredibly tight right now. And then the other factor is that branches are getting smaller, right? So holistically, branches used to be 4,000 square feet, 3,000 square feet, and now we're shrinking them to a third of that. 
you know, 1,200 square feet, 1,000 square feet. In some cases, they're just instances in a mall. And now the trouble becomes, how do I deliver different solutions to those same areas that are a third the size and I can't staff? Mm. So they're just shrinking in size. Yes, shrinking and you can't staff them. Yeah, the, the size is really a big, uh, a big compounding factor there because customers, when they walk into a bank, they expect to be able to get uh, the access to the expertise that that bank provides regardless of, of the structure they walked into. Right? They expect to be able to get financial advice if they need it. Um, and on a different day, if they need advice about their mortgage or if they need to have a new mortgage, they expect to be able to get access to that. Um, and if you've compressed your size, you might not have enough offices for every single one of those experts to be resident at that location. Um, but when you can create a, a, a method to get access to those people, regardless of their physical location, now you can deliver that on that expectation to the customer. Yeah, because expectations aren't changing. Mm -mm, Sizes no. are shrinking, but expectations aren't going away. And you look at what's happening digitally, there's not enough self-service tools out there to satisfy every need, which is why people are going to branches today. Exactly, yeah. I mean, that's why I would go to a branch for that and have those expectations. But So this is definitely going to fill that uh, expectation there. And, you know, so we've kind of talked about the driving factors of implementing this or needing to implement this. Uh, but can we just talk a little bit more about what kind of benefits that financial institutions can expect uh, when they implement this kind of solution? Yeah, yeah. I think the benefit is based on how they implement Right. So if it's a centralized strategy and they're pulling lenders directly out of their branches, then they're going to see a benefit day one. Right. Because now I can serve my entire branch network with lending and real estate and commercial loans and different things like that that I didn't have before. And so as I start to look at each one of my branches and say, hey, Office A, we lost a person that was a commercial lender or having someone commute from 40 miles away to fill that need. Now we can just put video mm. and that video is coupled with different interactions to make those banking transactions, not the teller transactions, more efficient and the same kind of service as though they were sitting right across from them. So there's that side of it. And then there's the digital side of it, right? Because there's not this scenario, this perfect scenario where two people walk into a branch together and they're like, hey, we're business partners and we want to get this loan today. Or, hey, this is me and my wife and we're walking into this branch at the same time. That almost never happens. I mean, how often are you and your wife walking into a branch together? Yeah, once the kids come, it's never. Right? <laughs> yeah, you've got to go separate yeah. ways to keep track of it. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And so as that scenario starts to play out, one person can start interacting over video in a branch, and now I can finally connect my branch strategy out to my digital strategy. So you could be walking into a branch, having this video conversation, and Bill and his spouse could join from different locations mm. or me and my spouse she could join from home where the kids are probably raging and the two dogs are probably going nuts <laughs> um, and she can sign documents take pictures of anything that she needs to submit it to that agent and then drop off i mean 80 percent of all of our interactions on video are regarding new accounts and loans oh wow yeah, yeah. that's a large stat that's a huge one and as you implement video, you go from a 90-minute transaction time because you go to email, you go to different mm -hmm. channels to get it done. Even if they walk into the branch today, that's happening. You go from 90 minutes down to nine in some cases with our clients. So huge efficiency gains yeah. in terms of what can be done. 
efficiency gains and just overall flexibility for the customer as well. So that's a great option to have there. And, you know, I wanted to follow up with this because between the two of you and your experiences, you know, what are the collection of capabilities that enables this whole experience? Do you have any? Yeah. Yeah. So I think video chat is great, right? So talking face-to-face -face is something that's really good and, and something that people like to do. All right. I, I think I counted one time while I was sitting on an airport just to see how many people were FaceTiming as they walked <laughs> off the plane. And it was like 30 some odd people out of 100. 30% wow. of people were FaceTiming as they walked off the plane. Blew my mind. But you have to go a step beyond that. For that interaction to be meaningful, I have to have an added benefit as the customer, the member, um, the prospect even, right? So I have to be able to sign documents. I have to be able to be consulted, right? So they have to be able to share their screen with me, show me different products, solutions, tell me the why behind what's going to happen and why I need that product from them. And then ultimately I have to be able to fulfill. So take pictures of everything that they need from me, get it over to them seamlessly, sign on that dotted line and open the account. But it's not done at that <laughs> point, right? Because in banking, you have this bridge that you have to cross, right? So I signed the documents, but now I have to fund that new account. I have to put the down payment on that car. I have to collect the funds for that loan that I'm getting. And so we've built in video check deposits. So you can actually do that over video now hmm. to fund accounts while you're on the call with them. And we can notarize. So we've actually built in a notary tool that the agent can drop their seal, sign that document with them and notarize that entire document while on a video call all at once. Wow, that's a lot. All in <laughs> one video call. On a single interaction, yeah. Yeah, yeah the, the key really becomes um, supplementing that mm. video channel that cut, that everybody has become used to. The, the pandemic helped move that along a little bit, but even uh, as Tim mentioned before that, people using FaceTime pretty regularly, um, people have gotten used to that interaction on a video, but when you're talking about an actual banking interaction, when you're talking about accounts, um, uh, loans and mortgages and that kind of stuff. Um, just by the nature of it, you have to have a, a rich set of collaboration tools to go along with that video because just being able to chat over video is not enough. Mm -hmm. And the evolution of that technology over the last few years has made it so robust that you can do pretty much every type of collaboration that you do in person um, over that kind of video channel too when you bake that functionality in, um, which then really kind of puts puts the bank in a position where they can be effective in deploying that technology. Um, and then when you have that technology platform, you can integrate it with the rest of your technology platforms. And it can be a seamless interaction for anything that that customer interacts with the bank for. For sure. And you know, as we start to close out this conversation, I want to uh, end it with an action item for the audience, which is, you know, what is the path necessary to implement this video banking strategy that we're talking about? Like, what are the first steps? Yeah, well, I think it's identifying you know, what's most important to you right now, right? And I think in the in the context of this conversation, staffing and centralizing that staff to support your current branch system and your future branch system, because branches aren't going away, right? I mean, as we update technology and different things like that, legacy systems still remain, they just adapt and evolve. So it's understanding where you wanna start, how you wanna approach that banker delivery into your branch network, and then creating a strategy to help you get there. Right. So if I say, hey, in branch A, I just lost an employee, that might be an opportune place to say, hey, I'm going to put video banking there via the digital desk and we're going to do handoffs between the ITMs and the digital desk and all of those things to create max efficiencies. And then from there, it's now how do we operationalize this across our entire network? 
How do we get better at it? And then how do we start delivering what we might call a dream team of video bankers across our network, right? Because that's the next benefit is now we have the efficiency, we have the solutions that we're delivering, and now how are we creating our teams and crafting our teams to deliver the best experience regardless of where that member or that customer chooses to interact with us. Wonderful. Well, you know, we've talked about how to get started on the process with that action item, but, you know, how can this process be enabled with the tools that maybe we have available now? How can banks be helped along this journey? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so at Pop.io, an LTRP company now, again, still getting used to yeah. that, but it's exciting <laughs> for us everywhere. Um, it's all about digital communication, right? So for us, we're an enterprise digital communication solution now that focuses on communication, automation, and intelligence. And so it's identifying the areas that you really want to implement that communication strategy at the bank or credit union. And video plays such a large role in that. And for us, we have all this software, we have all the digital tools to create that, but we didn't have any physical endpoints or any points in the branch where we were really tying into conceptualize that strategy and then make it operational for our clients, which is why we partnered with Geosung to say, hey, this is important. How your branch strategy evolves moving forward is incredibly important, and it has to be tied to that digital communication solution and enable additional offerings. Well, and that's and that really gave us a jumping off point to kind of take some of the things that we've done well in the past, the the hardware portion of fulfillment uh, at the branch at the branch, um, and really kind of evolve that to also be more conducive to like the banking style interactions as opposed to the transactional style interactions. And do it with a kind of a mind towards the platform that Pop.io has built, um, while both while also um, again bridging kind of that gap from the transactional into the uh, into the consultative, um, and taking the things that that uh, we already do on the transactional side and really using it even as a as a way to similar to the way you do in a kind of a legacy style banking interaction where you're talking to a teller and the teller may refer to a banker. Uh, similar style of interaction where you're at a, maybe an ATM now because you, you've automated that transaction, but that ATM is still kind of giving you a chance to refer um, to a rich kind of interaction type experience because that customer, in addition to wanting to deposit, you know, a couple couple dollars into their account, might need to be able to, might need to have to open up uh, like a high school checking account for their daughter who's coming of age, or might need to talk about a new auto loan because they uh, need to add a car to the household. So um, it really kind of creates a little bit of a best of both worlds type of situation coming together where um, we kind of combine that technology and it allows a bank then to uh, put their best foot forward to their customers uh, in a seamless integrated experience. Hmm. Well, do you both have any thoughts on where the future is headed for this collaboration? I have a lot of thoughts yeah. on that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll save some of those for another time, but I think the future is is somewhat already here, but I think we're definitely heading towards a staffless model, right? Um, where I don't have to have physical people in my branches anymore. And what that means is it, it means that it's incredibly important to do what Bill just said, right? So have that connection between that transaction layer to that consultation layer. And what does that lend itself to? Well, in a branch environment, that means my headcount is zero. I have my best staff always working. My potential for hours goes from, you know, standard banking hours to maybe even 24 seven. We already have clients extending hours, both on ITMs as well as in uh, traditional banks, just based on what, how they can deliver now. And then beyond that, 
it means that you are constantly giving a personal touch point to anyone that interacts with your bank or your credit union. And it, it, it even then gives you a chance to um, provide all of those touch points and meet the customer where they are. Yep. So um, instead of forcing the geography on the customer, um, you can provide a, a seamless, consistent experience, regardless of whether the customer walked into your branch and used the PSUN Connect platform or the Pop.io platform or the ATM or what have you, or whether they're sitting at home on their couch and dialing into their online banking, or whether they walked into a branch to talk to a person in person, right? Um, regardless of how that customer needs to interact with the bank, um, it looks consistent. It looks mm -hmm. like it's coming from the same entity. Um, and it's as rich as it's needed, regardless of where the customer is. Yeah, it's almost very anticipatory, like, of what the customer or the consumer needs. Exactly. And your favorite banker that used to be in that branch is now just on your device. <laughs> Yeah, as long as I can still see their face, right? Yeah. Hey, Susie. <laughs> I mean, you, it, it, it is kind of a, uh, funny to think about that, but at the same time, there's there's a lot of truth to that statement, yeah. right? Because um, you're dealing with people's finances, mm -hmm. right? Um, you, it's not like you're talking about what you know size shoe to order online, right? You're talking about people's life savings in a lot of times, or or talking about again adding a car to the household, which is a pretty major investment, or you know moving from one house to another and a, a, the most significant investment a lot of times people make in their lives, um, and just the being able to see the person you're dealing with when you're doing that um, does provide a lot of value, and it really kind of creates a comfort level that isn't yeah. there if you're just kind of sending an email or talking mm -hmm. over the phone. One hundred percent. I was just meeting with the credit union yesterday talking about Popeye Ultra P and Heosung actually. And one of the things that came up is that they were like, you know, you view it, you Tim, view it as enablement. Anytime you give a software or new technology, you view it as enablement. And I was like, yeah, it's definitely enablement. We're helping you do something better. And they were like, well, our members view it as disruption because it's different than the flow that they've been used to. So it's about creating that flow mm -hmm. where you can build that trust from and then get to that enablement, right? Because members and customers have specific ways they like to bank. It's our job to augment it in a way that makes sense to them. Yeah, just going back to seamless integration, that seems to be a theme here throughout this conversation. Yeah, and that's absolutely. how you don't disrupt it. Exactly. Well, that was the last question I had for you gentlemen today. So it rounds up our conversation and a big thank you to both of you for joining us to talk about the foundation of video banking today. So thank you. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. And to everyone tuning in, thank you for listening. If you want to hear more episodes of this podcast, please visit our website at hewsungamericas.com backslash podcast. And be sure to check out this podcast on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever it is you get your podcasts at. Thanks for listening.